Welcome to episode 178 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. It is often said that test cricket is the closest thing to life. Life is generally good when you have a lot of people around you. Similarly, a test match looks good when the stadiums are close to capacity. Of the big 3 in cricket, England and Australia have healthy test cricket watching culture, but the biggest of them all, India, struggles to fill stadiums for test matches. Is it because people don't enjoy it here? Nah. In a country of a billion people, there will always be 50,000 people in any city waiting to watch the match from the stands. Is it because our facilities struggle to attract the fan for a whole day? Absolutely yes. This is an excerpt from our guest's riveting yet impa- impactful article as he chronicles his journey through the different stadiums he's been to and the subsequent experiences he's had. On the podcast to join me for this discussion we have Dhruv Bhatia. Dhruv is an entrepreneur who runs his own tissue paper business from Delhi. He is a passionate student of the game and truly believes that test cricket is the closest thing to life. He's been following the game avidly and closely for about 25 years now. As a hobby, he started making short analysis videos on Instagram and on the game of cricket. And now he has written an article about a subject that's very close to his heart, which is the fan experience in stadiums across India. Let's talk more about it and understand where he's coming from. Hi Dhruv, welcome to uh, Never on the Backfoot podcast. How are you doing today? Hi Neha, uh, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for getting me on here, and I'm be doing fine. Hope you're doing well too. Thank you, Dhruv. I'm doing well too, and I'm so excited. You know that we're finally uh, having this discussion. You've written such a beautiful piece that I hope you know will get published soon. But uh, let this you know serve as a trailer of sorts for our uh, you know listeners as well who would uh, probably catch a glimpse of your article later. But you know before we get into that, let's just you know kickstart the discussion with how did you you know like get into cricket? Like when did you start watching cricket? so the earliest memory i have is uh, 1996 world cup mm-hmm. in india versus sri lanka in delhi mm-hmm. so i was about probably 9 8 9 years or 10 years and i got i got the opportunity to go to the stadium to watch that game mm-hmm. and though india lost the game but i saw like a sublime sachin tendulkar 137 not out i still remember Mm-hmm. and i think that was the first uh, game he was uh, he was the first player to be given run out by a third umpire that was yes. the game i think oh yeah so yeah so just from there then i just got hooked on to the game loved it and i've been loving it since absolutely and you know if you also had to reflect on what is your favorite format in cricket or do you have a favorite favorite format yeah the favorite format uh, definitely is test cricket for me for uh, growing up it wasn't mm-hmm. while i was young but as i grew grew older definitely test cricket it's you know i firmly believe in the quote that test cricket is the closest thing to life it gives you so much to experience in one game it spans mm-hmm. about 5 days it gives you a second chance and all those things all those clichés absolutely i totally you know agree with them mm-hmm. 
right and uh, even you know when you look at test cricket now we have uh, the big three right that plays a chunk of uh, tests we ha- mostly even have the test playing nations that's like eight uh, you know who engage in test cricket but if you look at the hegemony of you know the big three in world cricket what are your two cents on that it's a bit sad because uh, while growing up it wasn't that it wasn't mm-hmm. so and off later in the last decade or something it's become that probably a little more than a decade because you know now if you see you we might end up after a few years where test cricket is just a chunk of probably test cricket is played amongst these three only mm. which which might be a bit sad for the other teams also and for the game mm. uh, if you see the ftp now south africa which was which has been number one in test cricket not very many years ago mm-hmm. they're now under transition and you do all these you know t20 leagues which are probably there are five every week mm-hmm. uh, coming through now in the ftp they have now only two test series all around with all uh, oppositions mm-hmm. which is really sad for a test team which was so good which is now under transition and they've just you know put them on the sideline and given them two test series after this up from the next year or something like that similarly for the other teams like pakistan and sri lanka is kind of trying to come up being they started being better at home they beat australia at home in a test or test mm-hmm. or something but if they don't get to play the better teams it might end up like you know the elite group and the played group in the ranji trophy right that's actually uh, such a good point but even if you think from icc's perspective right what can they do to uh, invigorate this interest back in tests because when you look at viewership uh, for tests you know in the subcontinent it's not that great uh, you know when you compare it to say a country like australia or england or even south africa for that matter so what are some of the steps you know that can be taken to reignite this interest yeah see that is that is a very uh, you know good point you put up i might not have all the answers for it also mm-hmm. but your uh, since subcontinent gives you a, a major you know piece of the pie in terms of the revenue mm-hmm. and here there is no there is no culture the cult, culture of watching a, a first class game or a five day game is is just declining whereas the culture still exists in england a culture still exists in australia probably because you know summer is very sacred in england because they don't get to see sun for a long time and then when the summer comes it's all about cricket you hmm. go to the stadiums you enjoy the sun you know it becomes like of a like a festival kind of atmosphere whereas what if you see australia has a very good culture of watching uh, test cricket they schedule it more around their holidays hmm. there'll be a boxing day test fixed in melbourne there's a new year's test fixed in sydney hmm. so you know out of if they place five to six tests uh, in a season at home two they have they are you know assured of good uh, uh, attendance for two of them hmm. at least hmm. because of the holidays holiday season and the, in, now they have the it's called the pink test you know they mm-hmm. do all these things the fancy dresses and everything so that makes it engaging which was also uh, uh, happening in other parts of the world but it's declining because their own teams are not playing very good cricket that also matters you know uh, sometimes and in pakistan if you see if you've seen the recent test matches mm-hmm. the pitches 
will not attract Roads. people. You know? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So right. there needs to be, you know, and India also had a concept back day of a pongal test. It mm -hmm. used to happen in Chennai, just like the Boxing Day or a New Year's test. Mm -hmm. But they got away with it. I don't know the reasons why, what happened. But mm -hmm. they got away with that. that test used to attract good crowds. Mm -hmm. They used to attract, uh, you know, good number of people to come and watch and enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. But they got, a, got done with it. Pitches in India are still, I, I would not say bad. They're sporty. Pakistan has a pitch problem. Uh, <laughs> Sri Lanka has a skill problem. Their hmm. teams are not that good, which, you know, would want spectators to come in there. So, yeah. Right. You know, you really do bring in some really good points. And uh, earlier in the episode, also, you, know, you spoke about how franchisee cricket has become such a big thing, right? And uh, that has also largely affected the fans, their attention spans, and mostly, you know, the newer generation not finding uh, test cricket that interesting. But, you know, besides this, do you see any other obvious problems? You know? Is there a problem with marketing or, you know, like what is keeping it? What is keeping test cricket that distant, you know, from the newer generation? And is baseball the only way to go? Uh, I don't know about baseball the only way to go. It's too early, I think. But hmm. it's definitely an interesting way. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll need a bigger sample size to, you know, see if it is the only way to go. Or when, if, if we are using baseball, they start losing games, they might come back to whatever the normal old good old ways mm -hmm. so let's see on that but that is definitely a way which will interest people might interest the younger generation to come and get hooked on to, uh, to the game and then you you know then you learn the nuances you learn the various uh, intricacies of of this longer format mm -hmm. and then you start loving each and every bit of it you know what they call the ebbs and flows yeah. of the game and uh, you know uh, marketing probably i don't know marketing i'm not a marketing expert hmm. but uh, probably yes everybody's been saying it can be marketed uh, a lot better this has been going on for the last 30 years 40 years mm -hmm. since uh, i'm uh, been hearing it for the last 25 years so probably this uh, narration and narrative has been going on for a long time hmm. but yes you can definitely since uh, now you have an IPL. Let's mm. talk about India, for example. Now you have an IPL. Mm. So if you want to see your stars playing, you don't have to wait for your city to get a test match, mm. which it probably would get, or a one day, once in two years or three years, you would mm. get a game once in two years or three years to see your stars, to, to get that experience. Now, if you live in one of the cities where the IPL happens, Hmm. you can easily get uh, eight games in a season. So there's no dearth of games you don't. And you can see your biggest stars international all in, a, in you know, a package of three hours. Hmm. So probably that is where the younger generation then feels, ki, why go for eight hours and hmm. sit in the stadium where, honestly, they are not very welcoming enough there. Hmm. That, that's actually such a good point. And, you know, we will uh, talk about this a little later on. But, you know, talking about innovations to make it more attractive for the younger generations, we saw how, uh, you know, the ICC rolled out uh, this four-day test and, you know, bringing pink ball into, uh, you know, play. So do you think uh, this is the way to go ahead, you know, to attract more viewers? And will we see more pink ball tests going ahead? 
yeah i think we could because it kind of gets the working uh, you know people who have 9 to 5 office jobs which most of us do mm -hmm. uh, to come there from not first session but come try to you know leave an hour early from work and get in through from the se second session mm -hmm. and then be there at 9 10 pm and go back home mm -hmm. so that could increase uh, that could really increase uh, Uh, attendance and viewership coming four day tests i don't know i'm not very sure of probably in my view four day tests uh, with you know countries say if india is playing a zimbabwe or if india is playing an afghanistan hmm. then you then four day test makes sense because it's not, not in all probability it might not last hmm. and the and this test cricket is a, uh, is this format you know where the difference in skill really counts and if the difference in skill uh, if in skill is a lot that get tends to get a uh, get a bit boring even if your mm -hmm. own the team you support is piling on 500 runs and is 500 for 3 or something mm -hmm. it just you it do, doesn't get interesting mm -hmm. and then if you're getting the other team 100 all out it's kind of a mismatch which really a lopsided test match is a, not a very good thing to happen so yeah probably a four day test there could be a good uh, invention or you know idea and ping ball yes definitely we can we've seen uh, in ping india had probably a couple only i think but mm -hmm. in australia we've seen a ping ball test where now it's a ritual again and now mm -hmm. adelaide gets a ping ball test and they have a concert around it and they have various things around it mm -hmm. to get people in so Now, when you look at BCCI, right? They are the richest cricketing board. But do you still wonder why they struggle to, you know, provide the most basic facilities? In fact, your article talks largely about it as well. Now, imagine if this is the state for, you know, international matches. It's scary to even think for the domestic matches, right? Now, in the IPL, we see how there how there's like a special fan box, and you know, there's just so much. Uh, attention given to making it a nice experience for fans but why not do it for other india matches what do you think is happening there totally you're absolutely right there is not a problem at all it's a i don't know if it's a problem of will or if it is completely neglected in some way and but why i fail to understand that uh, see uh, ipl also it is I don't know if it's a very uh, pleasant experience. I've not been to an IPL match in quite a while now, so mm -hmm. I don't know if they have these fan zones or whatever. I've seen they have fan zones in different cities, is what I've uh, seen on TV. Probably in the stadium now they have. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, uh, just they are not bothered. It's simple, very simple things, uh, Neha. Mm -hmm. When you go for a uh, test match in the morning, mm -hmm. first day, right? Mm -hmm. you know there is a test match going to happen you all all cricket boards employ uh, contractual labor to mm. get the stadium ready for an international event which mm. is a test match this information i know of but still when you enter your stand on the first day and you the seat you've been allotted more or less might there be a nut and bolt which is not uh, screwed properly so it's you know wobbling it's not something is mm. protruding or there is just you know the uh, mud on it or something is dirty or something like that mm -hmm. which is only comes to you know disregard for the 
for the fan who wants to come and watch test cricket hmm. because they know the stadium wouldn't be full hmm. people very few people will come most people if you see uh, if there are 2000 people at a given point of time in the stadium hmm. probably 500 will be there with free tickets with some security official or some stadium management whatever or some school children so they that uh, they are not paying for it so that completely their uh, care for them goes out of the window mm-hmm. because you know they are doing them a favor by letting them in mm-hmm. and as far as people like me who go and pay for it we are probably they think they, these guys will anyways come right mm-hmm. so probably they don't care about it because it's just very simple things uh, in it you uh, let me tell you uh, you know uh, from the start when mm-hmm. say this india australia series is coming up right mm-hmm. i want to go and watch a test match in dharamshala for example mm-hmm. there uh, now I, i have to plan my travel i don't live in that city mm-hmm. i have to plan my travel but i don't know when the tickets will come out i don't know if i will get tickets so how do i plan my travel right mm-hmm. and, and uh, the problem with if with that example for them for dharamshala is like if i want to take a flight there is only cup one flight two flights a day for that airport mm-hmm. and in the end they become very expensive mm-hmm. you can go by train or whatever or you drive you have to then really uh, you are at the mercy when the tickets will come out then you book the ticket then you get, get your whatever accommodation sorted and stuff like that mm-hmm. and this happens for almost all cities why can't we have mm-hmm. uh, why can't you have uh, you know allotted the venues way in advance why mm-hmm. can't you put the tickets out uh, way in advance probably 10 days after you allotted the venues it's mm-hmm. now it's very automated everything is done online i fail to understand that such such small things you can't take your food inside it's okay security mm-hmm. hazard uh, for our country is big probably okay understand understand but at least provide food inside don't mm-hmm. give us just that one single uh, popcorn cold samosa <laughs> chips and an ice cream which is staple all around Mm-hmm. all around the country you go you, you see a match in delhi or you see a match in chennai that thing will be absolutely uniform mm-hmm. the the food items which is strange where each city has so much of food to offer mm-hmm. there then the washrooms for first day lunch the washrooms are dirty mm-hmm. i it it's just beyond me how that can happen if you've cleaned it up ready for people to come in you employed people to clean things up they they at least till the the first day first day lunch they should be fine and then you clean it after every day it's as simple as that mm. but it's just uh, very very sad the state of affairs if you want a glass of water this happened to me in uh, as recently there was an indian new zealand test in mm-hmm. bangketi probably 2022 february if i'm not wrong mm. i had gone there and i was on the fourth tier watching mm. i had to get water i had to climb down four flights of stairs oh. get a glass because you can't take the bottle up mm. there again they call it a security hazard we might throw it throw it mm-hmm. on the players or something which is strange again 
throwing it from the and why would you throw a water bottle first of all <laughs> yes people do do throw there are people who indulge in such activities mm -hmm. but then the you know throwing it from so far you're really far from the players mm -hmm. throwing it from that that far and now all these indian stadiums have these uh, iron grills mm -hmm. you know which the separate the players and the uh, and the crowd mm. so it's kind of you wouldn't throw that mm. and uh, but if they don't allow you to get yeah, probably you know maybe we are we have good aims or whatever they think <laughs> and uh, then you you get a glass you have water mm. you take a glass with you then you eat something you want water again you go back again so it's just spoils the whole you know your uh, experience uh, experience mm -hmm. and then people are saying yaar kya karna hai you know why mm -hmm. why go for it exactly and you know i think in your answer you also reflected on how uh, the security measures are heightened right and now even with the iron grill and everything do you feel there's like a weird sense of uh, distance from the players i mean in a very uh, weird sense right it's like there's something separating the players from like you the spectator so was that actually needed like you know that level of heightened security measures you're not allowed to bring other things also in the stadium right there are like checks at every level so what are your thoughts on that yeah see uh, uh, security i think uh, uh, we are you know security in india is anyways tight anywhere compared to if you go to uh, you know travel outside the country uh, mm. probably i don't the government knows better mm. what security threats they have you as you said you know other things are not allowed coins are not allowed if in delhi you yeah. cannot take coins inside the stadium mm. uh, that uh, i don't know why again i don't know why Hmm. i probably heard in one ipl match somebody on the cheerleaders some people were throwing coins probably oh, no. that hmm. uh, that one incident prompted them to do it hmm. but yeah things like coins are not allowed you can't take your water you can't take your food so those things are that see security i kind of i'm okay with the security and the distance to the players here you know probably sometimes sometimes i've been in places some i'm in in some stadiums where you can get close to the players where mm -hmm. you have you're lucky enough to get a, a a stand which is on sale which is next to the pavilion or something so mm -hmm. you can really get uh, you can get close to it but there i think that distance here needs to be maintained mm -hmm. because you know this is a cricket free country anything can happen mm -hmm. right that is a good point and you know in spite of all these uh, obstacles and everything what are some of your you know favorite grounds in india and even abroad like you know your top 5 grounds okay so i have uh, in india i have uh, seen cricket in quite a few actually from kolkata mm -hmm. kolkata to bangalore eden gardens chinnaswami rajkot and uh, dharamshala mm -hmm. dharamshala has to be the best has mm -hmm. to be the best ground and because you know uh, first of all very important thing they op this uh, they they've hosted only one test mm -hmm. and i'm hoping in the second test also they'll follow the same thing mm -hmm. very important thing is 
they uh, sell the stand which is you know right behind the bowlers arm that is available for people to buy oh that is not only for the members or the vips mm-hmm. so we can we can buy tickets for that stand so automatically if you're if you buy if you buy a ticket where you can see the action so clearly mm-hmm. you know literally behind the bowlers arm uh, you enjoy it more mm-hmm. you you can see the whole stadium there's there are no blind spots plus the beauty and from that stand mm-hmm. uh, when you see straight ahead you can see the whole of the mountains mm-hmm. what you see on tv from that stand you can see the whole of the mountains mm-hmm. and the press box is on the other side they can't see the mountains mm-hmm. so it is made in a way that the uh, you know spectators can come and see the beauty of the ground they can see the mountains mm-hmm. and not the people in the com box or at the pre- in the press box mm-hmm. because they anyway have access they can go on the ground and see it from wherever they like hmm. so while they are working they don't need to see the mountain so that was a very good experience in dharamshala hmm. and eden gardens also uh, contrary to the fact then went for a test match in, at eden gardens they have this pavilion called the bc roy pavilion which is one of the which is again one of the Uh, just right behind the bowlers arm mm-hmm. three three or four tier stands it's not on sale <laughs> and you'd go there in the calcutta humidity are you sitting you on a, in a stand which is not covered mm-hmm. by sun and you see on your left the that pavilion is covered completely it's and it's not on sale you can't uh, buy tickets for it so you mm-hmm. you're sitting there uh, in the harsh sun Hmm. in calcutta and watching the game so obviously people will uh, ret- uh, you know retreat themselves from such things hmm. then you go out and then you in fact you stand around that bc rai pavilion then there you find these uh, touts and all who are selling those complimentary tickets here and there mm-hmm. and if you want if you want if you can if pay a price you get in there but my point is why not just fill it at start you can keep a floor for whoever the members etc mm-hmm. but why not just fill it from the start and uh, it just enhances uh, the experience so in my view my favorite uh, ground in india if you say watching a test match is dharamshala definitely and abroad i have not seen i've only seen uh, been lucky to see a game at lords mm-hmm. i have would love to see a game in gol because that I think that stadium appeals to me the most. I want it's really in my bucket list to you know watch mm-hmm. a game there or a game in Cape Town at the Wanderers. I think it's yeah. called the Wanderers only. Yeah, mm-hmm. at at the at the Wanderers. But Lords was a brilliant experience. Uh, if I can tell you about it, right mm-hmm. from you know while while you're entering, right not even entering while you're because since again it's their culture. Hmm. there uh, how they you know uh, done it so there's a train station uh, tube station there called the st john's woods hmm. so while you're on the train tube to st john's woods you see everybody around you is you figure out like half the train is going to lords mm-hmm. so there's an atmosphere that starts building up then and there itself then you can take your own picnic a uh, sandwich or whatever 
a meal for yourself. They have some alcohol regulations, but you're allowed of some amount of alcohol inside. Hmm. And while you're entering, there was a big queue. There was a big queue, but it was nice and seamless. Volunteers were so nice. Hmm. And the game I was at, it rained a lot that day. Oh, It rained a lot, but I didn't get bored while it was raining hmm. because you had so many things to do. You had restaurants outside. There was a souvenir shop where you get all those Lord's memorabilia and stuff like uh, that. Oh. And those people are selling those small radios, which you can, which, while watching the game, you can put them in your ear. You can, you have two channels where you can hear the Sky commentary. You can hear the BBC Test Match special commentary mm-hmm. while you're watching. That mm-hmm. All these things enhance your experience. Mm-hmm. There was a fun zone for kids with, you know, fielding drills in a net. The behind the practice ground was completely open. You can go sit there, Ooh. enjoy. Then there was a betting stall for if you, you know, you could bet on cricket, you can bet on horses, you can bet on football game, whatever sport was going on that day in the mm-hmm. country, you can you could uh, place your bets there. So uh, everything was so nice and wild. And the day I was there, that day the game got over. Hmm. So while we were exiting, you know, each and every volunteer standing in line on both sides, hmm. it was literally like, like, you know, a guard of honor, you hmm. get a guard of honor and each and every one saying, thank you. It felt so different from here. So good because here it seems like it's a favor they're doing us <laughs> there. It was like, they were happy that we came and attended. Hmm. Right. And so uh, that's the Exactly. And, you know, you've also reflected in your article where, you know, you reached a stage in your life where you decided, you know, hey, it's time for me to uh, go and witness cricket live in stadiums. So what was that turning point for you, you know, when you decided I want to go watch matches live from the stadium and, you know, experience it all firsthand? Yeah. So uh, first, I since I mentioned earlier, the mm-hmm. one game I watched in 1996 in the stadium and then for a long, long time, I didn't watch anything. Hmm. stadium that probably i would have reached uh, uh my graduation or whatever i had not seen a game in between so i was 10 and since uh, i was in college till the time i reached college then hmm. i saw a day of a test here and there then basically it was more about because i am a crazy sachin fan hmm. i have a I have a Sachin tattoo on my arm. That's how, that crazy. Oh. That's how I'm crazy about Sachin. <laughs> yeah. So uh, mostly it was about you know just going and watch him bat. Hmm. This was about 2010, 11, and those was his last two three years left. And since then, uh, I started wherever I would. That time also I couldn't travel. I could uh, so whenever I'm whichever city I was living in at that point of time in my life. Hmm. And if a test came there, and I used to go and watch, make hmm. it a point to go and watch. Then later, turning point, I would say still there uh, would be a 2015 test. I saw uh, India versus South Africa at the Kotla in Delhi. Hmm. And that was a test match where uh, A.B. De Villiers and Hashim Amla, I think, batted out probably 600 balls together, something mm. like that, and made not even 100 runs together mm. combined. So it was like a blockathon, but it was really interesting. So there I, uh, and the people I met there, in fact, you know, I, I had the fortune there sitting on in, in those stands. Mm-hmm. 
Delhi also, by the way, you know, for all the bad the DDCA gets, one tick they get from my side is that they sell the good stand, they sell the tickets for the good stand where you can watch, which is right behind the baller's arm and just mm-hmm. above the uh, below the press box. Mm-hmm. But the fortune of uh, uh, watching the game with quite a few journalists who were not sitting in the press box for some reason they were sitting in that stand mm-hmm. and i got to interact with the likes of you know sambit bal and siddharth munga and you know and uh, because they were just sitting right in, in front of me mm-hmm. and i got to interact with them watched the game a whole day of a test match with them probably a couple of days with one of those mm-hmm. with the uh, said munga i think and it was such a good experience and then i decided man this is really good I don't want to, you know, I want to uh, watch one test every series in India mm-hmm. because it makes me more uh, learn more for the from the game. You I get, I get to meet good people who really, you know, have passion for test cricket. So yeah, that's when I started. And I've been trying to go on since then. Right, that is actually quite fascinating. and uh, you know in your piece which was you know really fascinating you've spoken about you know the aura of lords or you know even wanting to experience the phenomenon you know the holly stand at edge baston then uh, you've also spoken about your uh, fascination for gol and newlands uh, even the papare at uh, premadasa the brass band at port elizabeth the non stop party at trini posse and you know the rum soaked air at every stadium in the caribbean which you you know want to experience even the enormity of uh, the mcg and so much more right but uh, you know back here in india we see there are a lot of problems but we still have fans you know thronging the stadiums and even your article says that you know like the fans deserve uh, better <laughs> the fan that yells 10 rupees ki pepsi virat kohli sex you know does really uh, need that better experience but uh, do you think that you know uh, india should have fixed test venue so you know the bci can actually uh, provide for better facilities and you know streamline it to have it have just four major test centers or even five yeah so uh, i think that was that's what they had a uh, few years back they had these four majors like delhi bombay uh, kolkata bangalore chennai probably mm-hmm. were the four major test centers mm-hmm. now sometimes but then i think they a few years back they tried to change their policy where they started getting the smaller uh, towns to experience tests like they did a test in ranchi they did uh, another they they had a test in dharamshala mm-hmm. they had couple of more tests here and there mm. uh, which uh, you know i don't think it worked very well for them i mm. don't think it worked very well for them like ranchi uh, didn't work well on these other small stadiums uh, didn't work very well for them so i mm. think they will probably get back to uh, getting the major test centers and hosting tests there and giving the odis to the other smaller cities mm. which probably would work because chennai still can i think attract crowds delhi mumbai bangalore hmm. hyderabad all these places can you know still attract crowds so i think they might go back uh, uh, to them and all these other you know which 
other places i mentioned in my article which uh, you were just saying mm-hmm. all those other test centers mm-hmm. they all have their own character they have their own culture you mm-hmm. know uh, which gets a part to it mm-hmm. you know if you're sitting at the hollies in uh, this thing what do you call edge best so you know if you're at hollies at at edge best you're you're expecting a certain kind of crowd there mm-hmm. is a certain kind of kind of crowd which will go to the hollies and if you don't want that kind of atmosphere you will go to the other stand right mm-hmm. you are expecting if you if you go uh, just like the bay 13 at the mct or when you come dressed as fancy dress in one, at the pink test on one of the days all those things when you're at the party stand at the trini posse that you're expecting that kind of fun. there is no culture here hmm. uh, in india which has which is sadly enough over so many years uh, now 75 years uh, since we were independent best hmm. cricket is probably going on uh, before that in india there hmm. has been no culture of uh, any kind of at any ground probably just one you can say that you know there is a, this term given that there is a knowledgeable chennai crowd that's it you wouldn't hear of any other culture anywhere in mm-hmm. any stadiums which is sad that we've not been able to build on these things of any kind mm-hmm. you know which would uh, make it again an experience you go watching a a day of test cricket for an experience mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that for that experience to enhance there is no that kind of thread or culture which you know pulls you be higher i need to go to this place this eden gardens is historic but we have not done we have not done anything about that history mm-hmm. that historic eden gardens ground we have not done anything which enhances that history which enhances the experience mm-hmm. right Like, I mean that's actually so true, you know, because in Eden Gardens, except ringing the bell and that tradition part, I don't think uh, you know we have actively done anything uh, to you know set it apart. But you also spoke about how you know uh, Chennai and Bangalore really set themselves apart as test centers because you see such a knowledgeable crowd and a very different set of you know characters coming. So what makes the spectators uh, very special here? I have not seen a test at Chepauk, so I might not be able to mm-hmm. comment there. Probably, again, it could all be because they had a tradition of the Pongal test. You go, people would go with their families on a holiday, on where the whole city is off. You probably go there with your families. Then a grandfather would be telling their uh, grandson or granddaughter about you know mm-hmm. uh, the game about. uh how they used to watch uh, the their greats like venkat raghavan or prasanna or you know whatever uh, from back in the day mm-hmm. uh, and watch them how how it is different now what are the players doing you know all those things mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, those things have been now taken off now if uh, you don't if uh, obviously all five days won't be a holiday but if it is not a holiday and the child wants to go a young person wants to go it it is kind of an ordeal for the parents now mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. before that so probably that their knowledgeable about that culture stems in from there in in chennai mm-hmm. 
Right. And, uh, you know, your article also spoke about how uh, Goa and Dharamshala can be uh, good places for matches. But I was particularly interested as to why you said Goa would uh, make for a good place. Thoughts on the same? Yeah. So, why that this is my personal opinion, which mm-hmm. I feel, you know, again, this is all about, I always, when I'm sitting at a stadium, I'm thinking, why we don't have a culture of watching test cricket in India? Why? Even if we had, why is it not there anymore? Mm-hmm. Then you see, uh, for example, if you see like a Bami Army, right? Mm. They travel everywhere with their team. But yeah. you will you will not see a big contingent of the Bami Army in India. Mm. Never. Probably 500 people of the Bami Army go to watch a Sri Lanka-England game, which could be lopsided at this moment in time, right? Mm. how the teams are placed right now but still they would go there in numbers more than probably 500 probably mm-hmm. thousands but here you wouldn't get even a fraction of it why because they enjoy there mm. is is what my thing they go to south africa they go to australia they go to the caribbean they travel in the throngs to to the caribbean because they enjoy there it is a holiday come you're watching a game plus a most more importantly a holiday if you're coming mm-hmm. all the way from england you want a holiday too right mm-hmm. and here with the restrictions we've put in the stadiums that enjoyment is out right mm-hmm. and i've spoken to a couple of foreign uh, tourists about this they understand that in india swing alcohol for eight hours in a stadium can mm. create chaos completely <laughs> uh, mm. with this uh, with the population we have and mm-hmm. you know people are not really aware about how to you know consume alcohol or whatever they understand mm. all of those all of those things but at least what we can do for them is because they generally they have a stand book they sit at a, all of them sit at a particular stand mm. at least if somebody is uh, you know buying a plane ticket, going halfway across the world to come and support their team, at least, you know, in at least start from that stand, say mm-hmm. you're in Mumbai, say you're in Bangalore or Chennai, every, all of these uh, cities have an iconic, uh, have iconic food places, right? Mm-hmm. You can do pop-ups or stalls for those restaurants, invite those restaurants, you know, uh, and so that the fans, so five days they are there, they can uh, they can try different dish, get, soak in the culture. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a more way you can enjoy. Their kids can you know there can be a magic show for lunch during mm-hmm. the lunch break. There can be like one of those trampoline kind of a things where they're inflated where the kids play those slides and anything you could you could all these are. Uh, can be uh, be installed and removed the very second day. It's not mm-hmm. a permanent infrastructure. So all of this you can do in little space with just a little uh, mind. You don't allow them to get their trumpets, you know, mm-hmm. which is a big part uh, for the Bami Army and, uh, and these traveling tours. Hmm. allow them their musical instruments screen them properly make two lines so that you know the other people who are not mm-hmm. carrying anything can walk past allow them uh, with all these things hmm. and why I think Goa and Dharamshala could be good is because at least you're giving them a bait of a good 
tourist destination hmm. right hmm. goa is one of india's probably the best tourist destination which attracts the more the most to number of tourists hmm. so you if you have a test match in goa at least they know okay yeah we are going in a very good city we are going in a in a city which uh, is very tourist friendly there's lots to do hmm. we can plan we can see a match there and look uh, uh, roam around goa which is an added attraction that's why hmm. i just felt why not when next time england comes in uh uh for five test matches why not try a test match i don't know how the stadium infrastructure is there mm-hmm. i have not i've been to one of the stadiums where the uh, ranji match happened but i think that is not the main stadium because that stadium don't doesn't have a stand to sit also mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that's not the main stadium they probably they have a better stadium where they have stands which they can you know bcci can just send in your best pitch curator and uh, make it a test match worthy venue and try it out it will work probably it will work probably it won't work hmm. you know i think it might work and it might at least attract the foreign tourists who are coming hmm. similarly with dharamshala it's a tourist destination last time there was a test match there it was a big hit hmm. i was there personally people really enjoyed it because of the atmosphere because of the beauty of the ground the better seats and whatever and, and in the when you're done with the game at 5:30 people were in the stadium in mcclord ganj probably a 20 minutes drive away which is the main mm. you know tourist hub is mcclord ganj you go there the nice restaurants is a nice atmosphere the whole uh, the whole of mcclord ganj was you know uh, you could smell cricket in the air there mm. so that so that that was a, a very good feeling and a very nice thing they did hopefully this time also the uh, uh, it will be the same and i think these they can build on these kind of uh, tourist destinations like goa and uh, apart from the regular test centers mm-hmm. and uh, dharamshala so that you know there is an incentive for people to come for probably for a fan from mumbai who can uh, goa is close to them uh, bangalore from bangalore also goa is close a fan from there can go okay mm-hmm. i can go this is a this is a good place to be this is a uh, the cricket could be cricket will be good and you know off cricket also there is things to do so you can make a holiday out of it mm-hmm. similarly dharamshala people from delhi from the north it's accessible to them and they can plan exactly these are actually uh, some really valid points and you know through the episode we've discussed how it can be uh, made uh, you know better for fans at stadiums and here to hope you know the optimist in me hopes that you know the bcci is taking notes and you know hopefully can make uh, the necessary amends and uh, you know before we draw uh, curtains on our discussion do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners just uh... first of all thank you so much for having me on this and uh, you know hope uh, it's just uh, my attempt uh, for you know writing this piece uh, uh, was that and discussing it with mm. you is just if whoever is hearing it and whoever if they can resonate you know with this thought probably somehow somewhere down the line it might reach the right ears somebody mm. uh, cares enough for the game because you know money is not the problem we all know it now yeah. money is not the problem uh, somebody who cares enough for the game and this format might you know uh, get together and try to make a few start small and if 
it resonates with people people you know just get together and do something about it and come back to the stadiums watching test cricket again hmm. right and uh, that's actually such a fitting conclusion to what has been a remarkable discussion thank you so much dhruv you know for joining me on the podcast and sharing such amazing uh, insights and here's hoping you write a lot more and we have uh, more of such lovely uh, discussions here's wishing you the best for all your ventures take care and uh, see you soon thank you so much hope to see you at the ground someday <laughs> yeah cheers <laughs> okay In conclusion, Dhruv ends his article with beautiful lines. He says, "Please don't consider us as stakeholders of the game, but please respect the trumpet-loving fan as an equal human in this Vuvuzela world. This is the fan who meditates on the sound of a bat hitting the ball." which can only be experienced from the stadium this is the fan who also gives you the eyeballs on television during the t20is these eyeballs get you 100 crores from the broadcasters for every single game and every broadcaster loves a full stadium shouting 10 rupees ki pepsi kohli by sexy whatever the format with this we draw curtains on our discussion Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out @theretneverinthebackfoot on Instagram and @theretneverinthebackfoot on Twitter for the latest facts, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care listeners. Bye for now.